Yes, I've got you under my skin. I've tried so not to give in. I said to myself, this fair ain't never gonna go too well. But why should I try to resist? Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, this one is just amazing. I have uh, two comedy store regulars on the podcast, two of my favorite comics, Nicole Amy Schreiber and Jessica Michelle Singleton. Both have their names on the wall at the infamous, the famous comedy store. Um, they're just super fun to be around, and uh, you'll hear ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, we had a good talk. It was good to catch up with those guys and uh, just have a whole ridiculous conversation. We touched on all kinds of fun stuff, and uh, I think you're going to have a good time. Uh, so enjoy Jessica Michelle Singleton and Nicole Amy Schreiber. Well, we're here together. It, it was just going to be me. It was going to be me talking to you and then her either sitting there or literally right below in her room. So I would have been like, Jess, come up here. And she would have come up here. Is that new? Uh, we've you been living together since June. Okay, yeah, like over this this whole COVID situation. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like her roommate moved out. My roommate went crazy and moved back home. She's like, after the earthquake, it was so, she's like, I have to go home. The earthquake made me realize I need to just get out of here. But she lives somewhere where there's also earthquakes. It's like her hometown. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, whatever you got to do. I'm going to go to uh, different so earthquakes. Like, you got a good piece of furniture out of it. That's true. Wait, I mean, that, that, thing? that thing. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, right. You can't see it. It's just, uh, it's, I'm sure it's, it's lovely. a chest of drawers. It's, it, it's great. Is that what you called that? I, I would oh. call it a dresser. A chest of drawers? A, dress, a dresser. <laughs> Where are you from? I don't know. 1400s? The 1400s. Ah, I love your chest of drawers. <laughs> I'm telling you, when my grandfather died of the bubonic plague, he bequeathed me a chest of drawers. Chest of drawers. Ugh. What I whenever you someone says chest of drawers, I just imagine uh, titties that pull out. Yeah, <laughs> boobs for all kind. Because you hear that so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, who? Else? I don't know anyone who has ever said chest of drawers. Huh? I put my chest of drawers up on offer up. Hopefully, drawers also sound like underwear. Underwear. Yeah, it sounds like you have a chest one, of the, just a, a treasure, a treasure chest, chest of underwear. Of underwear. <laughs> My chest of drawers that I've collected from women over the years. <laughs> just a serial, serial killer. <laughs> For sure, I've I've contributed to one of those when um, someone offered me five hundred dollars on PayPal. Anyway, it's a long story. I think it's really funny that serial killers always want like a keepsake of their work. Like so, so do comics. Comics are just like serial killers. Like after a comic does a festival, they have to hold on to their lanyard thing with that thing on it. They're like, I gotta have memorabilia. I have a chest of drawers full of lanyards. Yeah, you (laughs) have so many lanyards. Uh, You actually have the most lanyards I think of anyone I've ever known. Yeah, that's because I don't know how to say no to things. Yeah, she. (laughs) There, Jess will do a festival literally anywhere. Yeah. Lower Slobovia. They're like, we love your work. <laughs> 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 YouTube. 
my this was just my video. <laughs> That's their entire YouTube there. It's just like YouTube. I uploaded. Uh, it's always funny to see where I'm just going to keep talking. You're just talking. What? <laughs> um, Matt, <laughs> taking over the podcast, full takeover. Um, Go for it. I, uh, I always think it's funny to see like where our pot. So Jess and I have a podcast together. If you didn't know that, um, it's called two filthy nerds. And, uh, we talk about like just nerd culture stuff. And specifically right now we're talking about Harry Potter. So Jess is a Harry Potter expert, loser, um, growing up, Rude. huge Harry Potter fan, loser. Okay. And, Sorry, excuse me. And she basically is introducing me to Harry Potter. And so we're we we're through book six, starting book seven soon. Okay. And uh, it's great. So she's kind of showing me the ropes of Harry Potter. That's essentially the podcast. And, and I talk on our podcast about as much as you're getting a word. <laughs> I'm really just there for video visual effects for the uh, Patreon. So um, wait, I don't did even you know have any? What? Did you have oh. any Harry Potter experience at all going into it? None at all. I knew, I knew, obviously, I didn't grow up under a rock, loser. but I didn't know anything. I, I was like, I'm not going to read fucking Harry Potter. Harry Potter's for kids. And then, so Jess and I had started a podcast in 2019. At the end of it, yeah. And uh, we called it uh, Name That Pod. And it was just right. like, a, you know yeah. how there's so many, you know, we were kind of basing it on the idea of like, all the male comics at the store had these podcasts where they're just ranting and raving and saying fucking whatever. And they were very popular, just like kind of a free form format where everybody can just shoot their mouth off. And I'm like, there's no women doing that. Which is exactly what this podcast is, by the way. So yeah, I was like, you're familiar with the format, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's Jess and I just running our mouths. We're doing this as our podcast. This is, but welcome to our podcast. Um, So we started doing it. And we're running our mouths about, you know, different things in pop culture, different things that are going on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. COVID hits. Uh, and we don't have any more experiences to talk about. It's not right. like we're out doing things. It's not like we have lives. Yeah, and, like I was going to just be like us every week being like, this sucks. Yeah. And yeah. Or every yeah. week being like, and in yeah. the news, COVID and Donald Trump. And it's yeah. like, at some point we were like, there's nothing else to talk about. And then we were like, oh, let's read a book. And then we. We were going to read a Malcolm Gladwell book. But it was about uh, how diseases spread. We yeah. found out when we started tip, reading. We started reading The Tipping, tipping point. point. We were like, this is not the right bad, book. Bad timing. Bad timing. Have yeah. you read Have you read The Tipping Point? Yes. Yeah. It's fascinating, but. Yeah, I mean, but we were like, oh, this is the opposite of the escapism. Yeah. We're looking for. And so Why Jess, this? Jess was like, what if you read Harry Potter and I introduce you to Harry Potter? Yeah. I was like, fuck it. Let's try it. You know? Yeah. Uh one of our fans, um, Luis, um, Lewis, Luis, what do we call him? Luis? Anyways, don't worry about it. Um, he bought me my first Harry Potter book and I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to like it. He's like, I don't care. Harry Potter's the best. Yeah, Here's yeah. your first Harry Potter book. Yeah. Sends me the Harry Potter book and I read one page of it. One page. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Have you considered a career in timeshare sales? It feels like you're like doing a sales pitch. Really? One page. Or for Harry Potter. For for real. One page of fucking Harry Potter. Yeah. It's strong. It's really compelling. It's a great, there's a reason I liked it. There's a reason I love it. There's a reason so many people love it. Yeah. Truly couldn't believe it. And then, you know, just starts taking me down this road of, you know, 
Oh Harry God, Potter. Wait until you can go I, to Harry you know, Potter. I did the house room. quiz. I found out what house I'm in. We're in the same house. We're both Ravenclaws. Really? I see that. I can see that. What yeah. house are you in? I would. I usually it ends on uh, the 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 Harry Potter. Gryffindor. Uh, yeah, uh, but um, you know those things are are totally random, and you know it's kind of like astrology, right? Is that the idea? Is that the, yeah, the you mean that it's completely accurate and factual? Yes, it exactly. is like astrology. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have kids, so, right? Yes, two. Two. How old are they? They are uh, almost fourteen and ten. Oh my god! Have they have they jumped into Harry Potter yet? We uh, we mostly started them through the movie route because they were little <laughs> when the movies were were around, and and my son really really got into it. Like we got. But he 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 likes the wizard part. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's getting the subtext. And my yeah. daughter, I think, um, she'll come to it. I think eventually. It's one of those things. Like they're, I feel like they're classic novels that will cycle around and like it's it. Oh you know, yeah, that'll be around forever. It'll be yeah. Like, it's kind of ageless, you know. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is very much ageless. And have you seen the movies it, though, Nicole? What have you watched the movies? Yeah, yeah so, every time we finish a book, yeah. we then watch the movie and compare okay. them. That's and cool. And of course, every single time, obviously, every single time the book is better. Way better. Yeah, Your yeah. kids were deprived. By oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. My daughter's, I, I would say my daughter's now starting to get more into reading than she ever has been. Yeah. Yay! So I feel like Harry Potter is one of those things. I remember when it came out, um, a, kid I be- a, baby, a kid I babysat for was never, he never would read anything. Yeah. You know, I had babysat him like over the years. And when he was younger, I would like read books. So I had no interest in it. Yeah. Anytime he had to like do his homework, his mom was like, can you just get him to read? And, you know, he yeah. never read. And then I remember Harry Potter came out and he just started reading. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is unbelievable that a book got a kid who would never read to start reading. Also, yeah. what a like fuck you in the face of every other author that it's like, actually, I love <laughs> reading. All of your books just suck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't capture my imagination. It really hits a lot of things. Like when you think about it, you're like, it captures like the magic of youth. That's a really interesting age. Like 11 is a really interesting yeah, age to yeah. catch. You're probably either like, think about like you, your situation probably either is fine and you're oblivious or it really sucks mm-hmm. and you know it. Yeah. Like you're sentient enough a little bit to like be like, I hate what's going on or I love what, you know what I mean? Like you're into shit by then. In my experience, the way kids kind of mature, you know, like around eight or something, if a kid has a penchant for something, it probably means they're really into it. Like they really genuinely like it. Whereas when they're younger, they like shit. Every day it's something new. They're like fire trucks, dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 So like, I think Harry Potter hits on so many levels and the characters are interesting enough for all kids. And yeah. it's oh, also yeah. for like weirdos or kids who feel like they're weird or they're not accepted. You're like, oh, well, That's why maybe, this weirdo I'm, loved maybe it. I'm a wizard, you know, yeah. like, wouldn't it be dope if I was a wizard? Yeah. You I know? feel like that's like the escapism for a lot of kids is like, oh man, maybe there, maybe there's something else. Yeah. I'm, I'm just misunderstood because I'm different and different's okay because different yeah. is what Harry Potter was. Maybe I'll be a wizard and then you're not and then chronic depression sets in. And then you kill yourself. 
you know, or you just keep reading Harry Potter every year. Every year. Every <laughs> month, just cycle through all seven books. I read them when they came out. I had a buddy, and I was old. I mean, I'm much older. So I was like, my buddy, who, I, he was probably five or six years younger than me, super into books. This dude was always reading, reading. So he came at it from a literature standpoint. He was just like, dude, you got to read this. Wow. You got to read this. And uh, so I was like, okay. And then I was hooked. And then I was just like, think about them coming out in real time. You have the luxury of, oh, let's just oh, read yeah. them. If you had to wait that's, a year or two that's or three between, She was like, like she told me she was waiting in line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just For waiting. a book release. Well, when, yep. when they first came out, I was like the age of Harry Potter when they dropped. Right. Uh, so you could follow him. Them. So it just like maturity, resonated yeah. very heavily. Yeah. You followed him in age. You're like, what am I going to do next year? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, but it's like, what, what happens in our second year? And then I was too immersed and it was creepy. I can't imagine the psychological impact. Like, I wish there would have been a case study about kids when Harry Potter came out, who was the exact same age as Harry Potter and how, you know, formative it could be. I mean, there's probably no probably control is. for that case study, but That's true. Um, it's just interesting that it's such a strong, strong, impactful story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, there's no loose ends. There's no loose ends in the fucking story. Yeah. It's I feel really like well if I had kids, I would want them to start reading it at like age 11. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe a little bit before so that they could have the fun of having like an 11th birthday where you're like, let her to Hogwarts. But then that could be really devastating. Yeah. <laughs> and how much, how much cooler is that as a school? Where you're like, I mean, holy fuck, right? And that's There's like magic. So funny because prior to that, I feel like, I mean, obviously, it's a, there's a huge difference between a boarding school and a school for witchcraft and wizardry, right? But like, yeah, there, it was like a trope in '90s shows of like you're gonna be or movies like you're gonna be you, sent you to boarding school. school, and then you read Harry Potter, and I'm like, I want to go to fucking school where I stay at the school. Yeah, but. It's such a dream. I remember when we started reading it, we have a, we have a fan who's Irish and he, uh, he filled us in on some stuff. It's like that structure of going off to school yeah. is very commonplace in the United yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in my mind, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh my God, she came up. With this whole system where kids go off to school. And yeah, it turns out like that's pretty standard. Yeah, that's like yeah, what every, yeah. and I was like, it's so special and unique. And it's like, no, literally every kid in, yeah, a in lot of the it United is like, Kingdom does that. It, or it's just like, there's so much about the school that follows like a classic school you, you go away to formula. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like plus magic. It's not like all invented. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought she invented truly the whole idea of like a go away to school school. Wow. No, that's pretty common. I mean, that's like dead, a lot of poet society, right? Absolutely unbelievable shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. What an, what an amazing imagination and, and the amazing. The and like I said, and, not one loose thread. Like you think she says something in one book. You're like, what does that have to do with anything? I guarantee book seven, she's going to be like, remember that thing I told you in book one that you thought was like just an inconsequential detail. Big clue. Yeah. Yeah. Did Have you ever, um, like, I'm sure you've written, like, screenplays and stuff. Like, it is so, once you get past a certain point, it becomes so large to manage. 
you know, yeah, like, yeah. you're like full, holding everything together and making like, sure you cover all the details yeah. or that like yeah. you don't leave something out or forget a character detail later down the road. It's like, I wonder and how she did that she... for fucking seven novels. I don't know how anyone does it. Like yeah. any, any of those like big fiction series writers fucking hats off George R. R. Martin. And yeah. you were competing with a serious, like that was like, they were making a TV series as he was writing. So what yeah. a fucking fire under your ass. But do you think they, um, once it got really successful, like book one, two, she had story people helping her do that. Like, I, th- hey, you I forgot that she had it all there. mapped out from the beginning. Like that when yeah. she was pitching it initially, she's like, this is the first book, but I have this whole idea. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, you have to wonder how intricate those outlines are. Yeah. It, it is amazing. It's an amazing piece of work. And, uh, you know, Star Wars is very similar in the, in that same vein. Like they didn't have the books first though, but like, if you think about like what a giant thing they've created of yeah. And yeah. the, Mar- the Marvel universe, the Marvel and universe, all their bases. Yeah. Dude. There's this new series, uh, coming out called, uh, wheel of time. I'm in already. And it's just something like 16 books. Something crazy. And uh, a friend of mine is reading the series and he said that in one book, there are as many characters as there is in all of Game of Thrones. There are so many characters. He's like, it is almost impossible to keep track. That's That's so cool that people can pull that shit off. I love it. Like Game of Thrones was incredible to me, not just... Because of, do you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Huge, Hell yeah. Huge Game of Thrones fan here. Well, you maybe do that series next. But like, the idea is like, they had us saying crazy names like they were super common. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, Darnarius Targaryen or whatever. Like, you're just throwing yeah. these crazy names yeah. out. Like, insane. And also, were Targaryens? They do that? Are those Armenians? No one ever talked about that, but that sounds like a really Armenian name. Now. <laughs> That's, by the way, that is a good bet. Yeah. My favorite Armenian family, the Targaryens. <laughs> and they were all annihilated. See? Yeah, Targaryens the- annihilated. Armenian genocide. Her- there's parallels. The Lannisters. I mean, that sounds relative. The Lannisters are the Turkish. But like, Ty, Tywin. Tywin Lannister. Tywin. Tywin Lannister. Yeah. Cersei, like all these names just, maybe they have roots in history that I'm not aware of, but in terms of- I wonder, I wonder if there's like deeper, like little nuggets of reference. Even if they are, like they, oh, it just blows me away. blows me away how deep those stories were. And it definitely like, where are you on the, where are you on the finale? Of Game of Thrones? Yeah, Game of Thrones. We we, we watch the whole thing. Get me. Oh, how do we feel about it? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel Um, about it? Oh, I- Furious. Furious. It could have been better. Furious. I'm not Dexter mad, but I'm pretty fucking mad. <laughs> well, Dexter had a whole season where it w- was like, come on, his sister would never go along with this. But yeah. So uh, the final season yeah. of Dexter shit the bed in so many ways, but it did not feel nearly as disappointing as Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think the best ending to a series ever is Breaking Bad. Mm. I didn't finish it. No, no series, I think, has had. I was terrified of the ending for Breaking Bad. Mm. As it was approaching, I was like, please don't Dexter the situation. Please do not Dexter. Please do not yeah. Dexter. And they Oh, it's they gave well. it. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Really good. What about Sopranos? I, I haven't watched, watched Sopranos. <gasps> we might do it on the show. 
that good that would be a good one yeah, yeah. at least the one. first season see how it goes and then mm, no it's you, just it's, it's such a long commitment but where, like where else are you gonna go for the show what do you have to do i mean no i know but <laughs> what i assume if we did sopranos been. people would like it it wouldn't be a bunch of people like go back to not the sopranos you know so it's fine yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know i'd be fun to hear your take on it especially getting this far along not watching it like that's the part that i did see i mean i saw a couple like sporadic episodes but they were so random and i liked them and it was years ago like when the show was on air they were so random i have no concept of the storyline or who's who like you know what i mean it's like i know who tony soprano is and that like i think i saw one episode where he thought about or dreamt about fucking a therapist and that was like it yeah which could be every episode those those are the ones that i know of that's common thread but it is very well done and it has a very amazing uh from a cinematography standpoint ending that is, I think just like a masterpiece. Like it's really, and really, I can't really wait good. to watch. I, when Sopranos was big, I was very, very deep into Oz because at that point there was no TV show with full frontal nudity like that. <laughs> oh, you just did it for Dick, one, Dick right? city. Oh yeah. Just go see a real dick. Why do you need no, to watch no, prison no, no, rape? No, 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 Oh, there's nothing hotter wow. than dudes with big schlongs. <laughs> they all had big schlongs? Huge. Everybody was rocking a pipe. <laughs> now, one guy had a little dick. I have, I find it very hard to believe that, that even a small majority I promise, of people. I promise. No, I understand what happened in the show. And I think that is false advertising. I guarantee most of the men in jail have small dicks. It was majority of the cast was black. <laughs> well, then that's fair. Okay. But white white why? men who are criminals, tiny dicks, and they're angry about it. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That is uh, Minorities who are criminals, disenfranchised, and having to work against the system. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I watched I watched Oz for the Dick Fest. Um, I also was into Six Feet Under for a minute. That was a good one. I really liked that one. Yeah, I um, always love how they did the fade to white. Yeah, hmm. I show, found that that show. I I would probably, if I had like revisiting that, wouldn't be bad. I I remember thinking that was very well done, and the music was really good too. Like the soundtrack was always yeah, oh so good, really good. And that was it, Claire. Yeah, Claire. She was a really good character. Like, right? The there were so many good characters in that. The 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 woman, the the dark haired woman that was like the. Oh damn! I can't remember her name. Yeah, she, she I know very, who you're talking about. She was and I very can't. manic and and like remember she came in like the second season yeah. or something. Well, that's and, where and we met Michael C. Hall. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And to creepy. see him play the play a gay character in Six Feet Under, and then when he went to Dexter such a different character. Yeah, he's really he's a good. phenomenal actor. Really good at his job. Yeah. Yeah. That guy is great at his job. It's funny when you think about like being a professional actor, like that's your job. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. That's all you have your to craft do. Your craft is nine to five. That's your nine to five. It's like, well, time to go play a serial killer or whatever. I haven't seen Yeah, show. Dexter's a serial killer. It's, oh, it's, it's coming it's back apparently. Um, but he's a serial killer for a, for the good. Yes. There's a lot yeah. of philosophy that could go into that. And yeah. Whether or not that's okay. Yeah. Who gets to be I really wish. I, I hope at some point we do Dexter as a series. I'm sure we will. You will absolutely love it. It's truly phenomenal. It's disturbing too. I remember it's when dark. Dexter came out, um, the, uh, 
everybody was talking about the um, the opening sequence, like the blood splattering. Yeah. And I remember seeing a documentary about the company that did that and how they did it. And then I went down this weird kind of like autistic obsession with opening sequences for <laughs> TV shows. And uh, yeah, Dexter was just like, every detail was so perfect from the opening sequence to like the cast. And then, yeah, ending was a tragedy. Okay, buddy. Ow. <laughs> well, it's hard to sustain. I think yeah. I, it's almost like in the new model, save for documentaries, in my opinion, which always need to be edited and go on way too long. But like yeah. a series, if you're writing a show or you had an idea for a movie, like it's like, well, we can do it in a 10 part series. That's 10 hours. That's good storytelling. Yeah. And you yeah, can be versus detailed, having right? to cram it into or cram it into an hour and a half or do 22 or 23 or whatever. And it just gets ridiculous. We were discussing about Harry Potter, how it shouldn't have been movies. Yeah. We think it would have been better as like a TV series. Oh, way better. But that didn't really exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, It is like, if they redo it, it'll be We've gotten to this format of it being fine to have one or two seasons. And it's like, and that's the show and it's done and that's okay. Like it doesn't have to live on. You've told the story. Well, the Harry Potter thing is the tough part about Harry Potter I think from a movie perspective, I mean, it was brilliant from a marketing perspective, like brilliant. And wait yeah. until you guys wait till COVID is over and you guys can go to Harry Potter world because. Oh, I'm so excited. That's actually one of incredible. our, for our um, subscribers on Patreon. That's the gra- one of the grand prizes. Yeah. Like for every month that they subscribe, they get like an entry into like a big grand prize drawing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And we're going to do Harry Potter world. We're going to like, take someone to Harry Potter world with us. Yeah. I, I, that place is dope. I forget what I was saying though. Um, whatever. Um, from a marketing perspective, perspective. movies are brilliant. Oh, so it's an 11 year old kid. It's a bunch of 11 year old kids. And that is never going to be quite as good. I don't think unless all the kids are exceptional actors. Yeah, because yeah, like it's, it's like, a little who hokey. is that series targeting, you know? Because it's like, yeah, yeah. when I think of middle school age kids, I think of shows like, like Lizzie McGuire yeah. and Harry Potter would have had to be like a little bit more serious. You couldn't make it good for true. you. True, true. You can't turn them into Deadpool, you know? Like you can't, you can't go dark like Tolkien really because yeah. who's going to go watch that? And the other thing now that I figure has got to change is if and when we can go back to movie theaters for Christ's sake, like it's going to take a lot to convince people to go to a movie theater for a good long time. Yeah. Right. So it seems like, man, if you're plotting to make a motion picture, good luck right now. Anyway, for a little while, you know, like, but series, if you can figure out how to shoot something like it's doable. I gotta be honest, the whole system that they have set up now where, you know, movies are being released on streaming platforms. I don't think it's, that's ever going to totally go away. Yeah, I but think I don't understand how they're making their money. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bloodbath compared to yeah. what it used to be. I mean, I think what we're going to start seeing is a lot more blatant, uh, 
what are those things called? Product placements. Yeah. Like you already see a lot of them, like at the opening of, I think the last maybe Marvel movie, Marvel, Marvel (laughs) movie I watched, it was like close up shots of the Lexus logo and stuff. But like that to me is the only thing that makes sense is that corporations are like sneaking their commercials and that's how they'll get a majority of their funding because yeah, you could be right. They're not making money on those. Well, I mean, the whole thing's kind of jacked anyway, um, you know, because they, they're charging far too little for a stream of the movie if you compare it to what you would pay going to get a ticket. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they've like, even, I think it was Warner Brothers with HBO Max or one of the big big things said, we're just putting our stuff on there, like no extra charging. Yeah, and, and that's kind of gave a finger to every other fucking studio, like, fuck you. Yeah, because I mean, if you you have guaranteed revenue because you have subscribers, so yeah. you yeah. know you know year after year for the most part, unless you really fuck up, you're gonna make X billion dollars a year, so your budget can be fixed. Um, whereas, I like, because you're constantly paying that, it's a little fee, but you're constantly paying it versus yeah. once every few months going yeah. to the movie, and it's probably a year contract with a penalty to cancel kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so. And, and as long as we're getting what we want out of the bargain, nobody's bitching. Like you don't hear people talking about the streaming services yet, like as being evil, like cable companies. You're no, just like, but it'll get to that. Oh yeah. Well, I'm annoyed that they keep moving shit. So if you like something. Oh, it's like, like it gets bought out by another like Netflix or HBO or whatever. All the licensing deals change. So like, for example, the office just moved off Netflix and now it's on Peacock. So it's like, well, my daughter loves the office. And now she's like, dad, can I get, like, yeah. And then you, another show that did something like that. You go to watch right. them and then you moving moving from Prime to like Netflix or yeah. something. And then you, yeah, and it like changes. It so sucks because like, you go to watch it and there's commercials on it still. And I'm like, I'm not paying a monthly fee. Why am I pausing for an ad I can't skip? It's just they're still like training wheels trying to figure out how to do this and make money because yeah. the world just yeah. changed, you know? But yeah, I mean, they're adapting like the rest of us, poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Just me? Okay. Just poor. Just very, very poor. It's, uh, it's nuts. Yeah, I Netflix has been a true lifesaver. Remember Tiger during King? During this pandemic. Remember the Tiger King? That seems like years it's ago. Like years Remember it all started Tiger King? Truly years ago. Like we but all that thought that will take off. Yeah, yeah, but remember thinking like this will be the thing that we go. Remember quarantine and we watched that thing, Tiger King, that we probably yeah. never would have watched. Without, and then like quarantine just kept going and we're like, we need more Tiger Kings. Yeah. And, yeah. and content is running out. New content is running out. Yeah. Um, That's and- why, is that why they're keeping, it's weird to me with the fucking LA shutdowns that they've been way more loose than like, I mean, I know they're cracking down now. Yeah. But like, you know what I just heard? Everything shut down, but production studios could stay open. I was like, oh, that seems like there's money in pockets. It shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. So they are considering, considering there's a loophole. If you're considered uh, media in any capacity, you're considered an, an essential, essential business. Fuck and off. an essential worker. I say that as someone who needs a job and will gladly take one from a media industry because I'm desperate for money, but fuck you. So there are productions um, for TV, film, I don't know what what specifically, but a friend of mine is going to be doing a TV show and he was able to, because he's 
right now they're currently in like the number one, like letter A, like tier of, of vaccine distribution. Oh, they vaccinated for essential workers. Uh, yeah. Uh, for essential workers and yeah. nurses. And he, <clears throat> you're a, if you are working on a media, you know, a, yeah. a production, yeah. you can appeal to like, I think like Kaiser or something to get the vaccine, to get the vaccine. And well, if they approve it, you can get the vaccine. That's well, listen, crazy. Like, I so this, it's just we, a loophole that actors can get yeah. the vaccine before it's other a, people. I get that we all need entertainment, but can you imagine like being unemployed, struggling to feed your family and then finding out your neighbor who is like, I do crowd warm up on wheel of fortune. I'm an essential worker. Like, yeah. My <laughs> kids are dying. Yeah. My kids are essentially <laughs> not being fed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strong point. Um, the, one thing though is that we're screwing up the distribution so badly that it, vaccines going bad. Like once you thought you got to deliver it, yeah. so it's like yeah, because it's like Jesus. That that yes. has been the like in the most in the recent months, like the light at the end of the tunnel of like okay, we have the vaccine coming. You know, I think people are starting to get to the point that they're like reading the science and being like, okay, I'll be I'll be fine if I take the vaccine. Like stopping yeah. being fucking whatever. Yeah. That because I was like probably March, April, it'll be to a lot of people, and now yeah. it's like, oh, good, great, yeah, yeah, there's no end in sight. I it'll, was, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be summer, late. Summer, I was reading I about the uh Pfizer vaccine that it has to be kept in an extremely, extremely, extremely minus low temperature. 70 or minus 90, I think, yeah, yeah, something minus insane, 90? yeah, something insane. And in the article, they were interviewing somebody that was like, well, is does the uh, person asking the questions in the interview it was like well does that technology even exist and it's like yeah <laughs> pfizer developed their own technology for it so it's like pfizer's just minting money um but it's it is truly wild to be able to transport something and it lives it can live once it's out of that extreme cold it can live in regular cold for up to like three days and that's it yeah yeah it's very it's very uh the stability is really touchy but um you know the science and what they've done is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it's very it impressive and that they were able to take the the research they had already done up to that point of like before you like COVID came out and really roll it into like because I mean in so many other times we wouldn't even be where we are, even though we're still like fucking up the rollout. Yeah. It's like there is a vaccine that exists yeah. to like yeah, I mean, slow down the spread. The issue is the the the, the real big thing that's fucked up is they had I'll, I'll be generous and say six months to realize that there was a vaccine coming and we should get the distribution situation squared away yeah, yeah. that's there were so many things right? that they realized that was going to be happening in six months yeah so i mean that's that's inexcusable but i mean it is it is what it is but i mean it was like i hate that phrase it was incredible science anyway but like we're 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 we got issues you know on lots of fronts so it's oh, like for man sure. but like just our fucking government was too busy being up its own ass to like i feel like give this adequate focus that you think i feel like it's also just horrible timing when you're plotting a coup uh, my a pandemic my is so annoying <laughs> you can't roll out a vaccine while you're plotting a coup there's not time yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very busy trying to overthrow my government. The government I'm in charge of. That, like, what a stupid... Okay. <laughs> Let's have a podcast about how much we hate Trump. I was either... I was watching all the coverage and I was like, either 
there was absolutely no plan beyond just get in the building and that was it like that yeah. or I feel like I a, can't believe we got in. Yeah. They're like, we're here. <laughs> or if this was a, a superhero movie, what would be happening? That is all a distraction for the two guys that needed to slip in and do whatever they needed to do undetected. Do something. Yeah, it was right? very weird. And then just them not having enough. I mean, I get real tinfoil hatty about anything with the government and a lot of my friends don't love it, but I don't know that they just like didn't have like reinforcements even a little bit. We'll get all the stories. Like, we'll get all the stories. I I can only hope that this is going to be the biggest, and I'm probably naive and optimistic, but like this should change our standards for what's going on across the board and our level of acceptance for what we let the government get away with and not in a like bad way, just like tell us the fucking truth. How about that? Like if, yeah. if, in, if in February Trump would have been like, listen, everybody, I made my own mask company. You guys all need one of these because this virus is really bad. Would everybody have been like, fuck that guy? Would we be on the other side of it? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the propaganda machine was so crazy that we don't Mm -hmm. have truth. Yeah. And it was going so many different directions. Yeah. So it's like, could he have come out and been like, listen, everybody, I I, I know I'm crazy all the time. Like he, he couldn't say it right. And, and he turned the doctors into the evil ones. Meanwhile, it seems like this is really definitely a bad virus that is, you know, airborne. And obliterated people, yeah. And it's like... And in droplets. So it's like, okay, let's I just really thought at the beginning, I, n- I have done this multiple times over the course of his presidency, no, thought this is going to be the time when people are devastated because he turns it... Like people whose yeah. like, whole identity is hating Trump... Yeah. I was, I really was hoping at the beginning of this, he would have that this last year to like make himself a fucking hero. And it shocked me because he's such a narcissist that he didn't take the, the yeah. road of to I'm going to save yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could have, he could have rewritten his entire history. Like he could have gone down as like, you know, we didn't love him, but in the end he, he came, came through. through and I feel like he had every resource to do that. And he was so it. Listen, I, I, the thing that, you know, I'm doing the dumbest shit during this pandemic in terms of like making myself feel better, but I've been listening to the real dictator podcast. I don't know if you've listened to that. It's like the, the backstory backstory on the, on the rise to power of like Kim Jong-il and, uh, and, uh, the, uh, I'm Stalin, I'm on Stalin. I just finished Stalin and it's like amazing. What's it called? The real, it's called the real dictators. Um, it's incredible work. It really yep. is really is incredible. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, the, the Stalin one is just like, holy shit, man. I think, uh, Trump read that book and was like, I want to do what he did. Let's do what yeah, he did. That's he's crazy. just like, Oh, he has a roadmap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's kind of the idea. So it's like, I've been listening to that shit and watching too much news in the last three or four or five days. I have to get away. Like yeah, you have you, you, it's it'll, so it is rotting. I can't yeah. handle. I mean, I rarely. I get the highlights. Like I'll read that. I mean, I know there are detriments to just being a headline reader, but I watched the news last Wednesday when it was all going down, like nonstop on like CNN, which of course is heightened because they lean left, so they heighten yeah. the fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, it's the government is being. But like <laughs> that, it's even if you're like you're getting information and it's like good to be informed, it's like. So draining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it was exhausting watching the news. Yeah. Well, I stayed up that night to watch the 
them come back into the chamber and finish. The Senate. Yeah. Did you, by the way, know that there was a senator with the last name White House? I didn't know that till they were calling names. <laughs> senator White House out of Rhode Island. What, what else was he going to do? What else was he going to do? Yeah, it like, was, who's going to... I had to go into this business. Who's going to lose against that guy? It, yeah, so it, it's it's nuts, man. I um, So I'm trying to do as much as I can to keep myself away from it, but it's really hard. And also, I don't... I think it's... We need to we need to pay attention because this actually is happening. This is actually historical. Like, yeah, like this is like, going to be in history books. Oh, a billion percent. This makes Watergate and, and Bill Clinton seem like a joke. Not a bleep on a yeah, radar. It really puts in perspective how little in terms of distant history books, so many other, like Obama's going to be a blip on the radar and he'll only be in there because he broke the barrier of being a black man. Like, yeah. All right, then a black president came, and you're never gonna believe what happened. Yeah, this orange no guy, big deal. Black like, guy won. Compared to nothing. Hooray! All downhill immediately afterwards. Went from it, black to orange. Yeah, it cracked. Orange is the new black. <laughs> <laughs> my my optimistic view is that this will come out okay in the end, but it's not going to be great to get through. Yeah, for that a it's going to be ugly. Like I yeah. I am with you. I. I, it's going to get way worse before it gets better. The U S needs a really good marketing team to figure out how to talk to all these people that believe a cult leader and fake shit. You know who they need to get. They need to get the same PR team that helped, um, Iranians rebrand as Persians. <laughs> <laughs> That's the group they need. Just a whole rebrand. Just like, uh, Oh, you guys, you know, go back to your ancient roots. Yeah. That's strong. so funny. Yeah. I, I've been thinking that too. I've been journaling about it, not to be every person in LA. Uh huh. Um, I was journaling about it too. Yeah, just hoping that like this is sort of the big, ugly, like cleansing of the system before. Oh, it was really good, but then you know, then we came out and the the whole system was improved and peace and harmony and and things got better. And I mean, that's there's them a reason coming that back into the chamber because it has to get worse before it gets better. But I them coming back into the chamber until four in the morning and they were really old, really tired and got threatened with their life that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there were some I, tweets I, that were so good. Did you see the one of the teacher who, who quoted something her students said? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, were you hiding under the table? Cause you were afraid for your life. Cause it was a gunman in the building. Welcome to every day of yeah. our fucking lives as yeah. kids. Maybe you'll work on gun reform now. Exactly. That's really right. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was crazy. I, I think that they they came back and they voted and they finished the job. I don't have any more necessarily respect for them as individuals, especially the ones that were still going to deny the the vote at the yeah, at the that seven point. people that you're like, oh fuck you, oh fuck oh. you after all this pandering to your shit, fuck oh and a hundred constituents and a hundred and forty in in the house. It was like really, dude, you're still going to go go with this. There was almost a fight, like a legit fight. Yeah, because it's like um, you're like because at that point it's like you're no longer it's very clear that you're politicking for the people who vote for you rather than for the good of the country. Just be like, not today, dude. Not today. You know you're not gonna win. You don't have to say it. Let's just move on. And that restored my faith in democracy and the constitution, not the Mm. people currently executing it, if that makes sense. Like But you're like, okay, the the system is still there. Yeah, it yeah. There is 
I, I, I choose to believe that ultimately it is, you know, a two party system to make this country work. Um, you, you need it for checks and balances, but I, mm-hmm. I truly choose to believe that there are Democrats, Republicans, and Trumpers. That is, I think that's true now. I think that is I think, obviously I think true. The, the future of the country is that. But I, I don't I think, think there's a lot of people who are the Republican still Party elsewhere. has officially splintered. Can we reform the Trump Party? That is the question. Can the Trump Party come to the light? Is that even possible? What will it take? They can't even spell light. <laughs> but somewhere, yeah, no, that's like come to the light. Miller Lite, I'll be there. Our only hope is that because they're anti-mask, they'll die out before the next Oh, election. yeah, I hope so. And they're anti-vax and anti-mask, and they just fucking die. Survival of the fittest. Darwinism at its absolute mwah. But also, I feel like there's a splintering on the left, too, of, like, super progressives who are sick of corporate Democrats and are, like, really mad about... We'll see if Joe Biden does something to, like put at ease this whole, like, I don't know. I fucking hate the democratic party. I realize that like we have a two party system and the best thing to do is accept that and try to, you know, work within the system we have instead of yeah, trying yeah. to like buck the system. Yeah. I mean, the system needs some bucking, but yeah. like it could use some bucking. And I think this is the bucket needed. That's what I'm saying. I, I hope this is what it needed to correct because they go, Oh, we have to start actually listening to people. And but making not, but, sure you know, so avoid the, and speaking to the people who are going to be vulnerable to a fucking lunatic. Nobody should have been able to believe that, for example, the pandemic wasn't real. Like nobody should be able to believe that the no, wasn't no, no, there should absolutely have been not. No world that that no one was coming in and checking in. That we have this fucking maybe they'll do something to change the rules of the president. But like that because there's this the thing with the military where like. And if anyone listening to this is military, God bless you. Thank you so much for your service. But there's this ranking system where he is, you know, the fucking Head of the commander in chief. Yeah. And I, my whole family, you know, my mom uh, and my my dad, they worked for the military their whole yeah. lives. My mom still does work for the government. Yeah. And the president, you know, you don't have to like and be respect him. And, and his word is basically law. Yeah. And like that no. No one will come in and go, actually, the, uh, what he just said is wrong. That, yeah. that, that's not even like that. There's not a system to go. So there, someone is obligated to come in and fact check. Someone yeah. should be obligated to yes. come on screen after and go, here's a, you know, thank you so much, sir, for running the country. <laughs> uh, here is actually some uh, fact corrections yeah, yeah, yeah. that we are just receiving. Whatever, whatever issuing you corrections, issuing we, corrections. However, never, you need to say it to be like, he, you know, he, he didn't get the information. You could kiss ass through it, but like that, no one was even clarifying that we were just only on Twitter. People were going, "I can't believe he said this," and like, we never had to do that before. You know, like no, he broke, because he broke no it. one was a deranged lunatic. I think we've been probably lied to a lot. I think we've been lulled into things in the past, you know, wars and weapons of mass destruction, all that shit that turned out to not be real. I think the military industrial complex is real, but you know, basic reason and truth was kind of the norm coming out of the government. And now it's just like, all right, I can't go super tinfoil hat to think that they're this well organized because I've dealt with my homeowners association. That's the lowest level of government and it is inept. So I got to (laughs) think, it just gets worse as you go up. Like, yeah, no. 
And it's like, they're just running a fucking neighborhood. And then like these people were just people who got hired because like they had too much money to spend on signs in people's yards for the most part. Like, (laughs) that's who's in charge of our life. But yeah, that like, it's real hard. There's not a scientific source that can come in and go like, it should not, global warming should not be allowed to be debated. Like what you want to do about it. Fine. A politician should not be illegally allowed to stand on television and go, it's not real. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's why I think the reckoning or the changing or the uh, call it whatever, like enlightenment of this, we have to pull out of this better. We have to take COVID, yeah. this insurrection situation. We have to come out of it better and figure this out. And I think it's going to be a while. And I think, I still think it's kind of like coming down to the marketing of of truth and like science and be like, listen, people who are saying scientists are trying to do shit to you. It's like, like, that's not how science works. Science is trying to break itself all the time. Like the whole point yeah. of science is like, I think that this worked. Do you guys, did this work guys? And they're like, no, Let's it didn't work. It. You fucked it up, Jim. Yeah. Go back again. You know, like it, it, the whole it's point like is it's to, trying to find the falsities. It's trying to like yeah. prove absolutes and that like. Good science. There's also people who are like, oh, my idea is right. And you're like, no, it's not. And it's like, ah, yeah, it is. I'll write around. Yeah, you know the I mean? people like, are just like, too. no, I just don't. I mean, I am astounded by people who can just like look you in the face, ignore all your evidence and go, well, this is just how, how I feel about it. So that's yeah. what's right to me. And you're we, like, we have a mutual friend. Um, I don't know what you're about to say. Uh, who truly believes? Did I not read you her messages? There's a girl we both know uh, who was telling me I may or may not know anything about all this. of the people that were seen uh, storming the castle mm-hmm. were actors hired by Nancy ah. Pelosi's oh. son-in-law. We have a friend that said that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, oh, I know you're talking about. She's crazy. That's all the all the actors. I keep sending her pictures of people being arrested. I go, so this one, this one's an actor too, and she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, trust me, I am desperate for work. If there was a casting call for actors of Crisis, I would have been there. I would have uh, auditioned. You would have nailed it too. You're if there's high. one thing I can do, it's act that a crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you'd be great for the top of the dog pile. Yeah, are you, you kidding? Like, get her in there. I could have just been the thing they threw just, through the window. Yes, exactly. To break like it. fling her body over the, you know, just catapult her anywhere she goes. Contact. I can tell everyone with certainty. I am so desperate for money in a heartbeat. If that were a thing, I would be there. And then I'd go, yeah, you know what? You got to do what you got to do to pay those bills. I know that for a fact. I would have seen the casting call. I am on deep, deep yeah, yeah. She just applied to be a forest ranger. Yeah, That's things where are she going right really now, bad. So. <laughs> See, I think forest ranger would be pretty fun. Oh, I'm actually very excited. And frankly, Jen, I'm going to be upset like, if I don't and probably won't get the interview. If you don't get it, I will burn down the forest. <laughs> Are you listening? Now I'm definitely not going to get it. Oh, this is good. They have to give it to you. <laughs> Your roommate's a pyromaniac and mentally unstable and has nothing to lose. I had nothing to do with this. Uh, but yeah, the whole that whole thing is just wild. I, I heard on the news today that uh, Biden's first, first order of business, first thing he's going to do, day numero uno is a COVID relief package. Yeah. He fucking be, be better. Be I mean, he better... Like he better finish the inauguration on Zoom. Hopefully, it's on Zoom. I can't. Somebody was saying that the um, the amount of money we would save not having amount of money we would save in tax dollars uh, 
for not having the inauguration would fund like a year of like COVID relief. Or oh yeah, that like they're that. not paying like three thousand people to come blow horns while the president stands yeah. there and, and then for yeah. all of the security <laughs> that it would take fucking for all of the stupid. for all of that. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, we should do it on Zoom. Everybody yeah. stay home. Not to mention, nobody cares. I genuinely, after what we saw last week, I genuinely fear for the well-being of Biden and Harris. Yeah. I. Yeah. Guarantee it's there's scary. multiple attacks on their life throughout this whole thing. Oh, I hope not, man. I hope, I hope not. not. I mean, I hope not, but I will not put it past these crazy people fucking are. psychos beating the shit out of a DC cop. Did you see that? Yep. Crisis actor. Cri- yeah, yeah, crisis actor. <laughs> Just kidding. The guy getting really beat and up. the other guys. He was like, all right, hit me harder. Come on. <laughs> really? No, Jerry, not- come on. It's fucking scary. And like... Yeah. And they have plans on 50... 50- all 50 state capital buildings, by the way. This is Al-Qaeda in America. Like, this is literally how pissed is Al-Qaeda that they're like, why did we bother with planes? We could have just walked up. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, like, I think, I'm pretty sure that at some point our country did kind of bomb other countries. These guys oh, that are all yeah, yeah, up here. No, it's like, they, they, have, they were, I mean, not to you say, yeah, no one, yeah, country is justified to being mad at America. A Middle East country, we fucked them. But like, what what's are these weird guys is like, mad about? Like, a thousand percent, a lot of those people who were storming the Capitol, I don't, like, in a general sense, are justified at being angry at the government. The thing is, is that they are acting on behalf of the government person they should be the most angry at. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They're like, Dave Ross had an amazing tweet, which I, it doesn't factually add up, but like the, the idea of... he. He was like, this is like in the French Revolution, if the peasants had stormed the castle and demanded the king keep starving them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they're, like, the person who is fucking you over is Trump, and you're listening to him. Yeah. It's, it's a weird cult, man. It's a weird cult. It and there was not man. one person, and, you know, I, I'm sure they pick the bottom of the barrel to interview on all of the uh, liberal networks. Uh, of course. They're like, who has the least amount of teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get this guy to represent the whole. But- you know, based on all of the videos I've seen, you know, there isn't, wasn't one person where I would be like, that looks like an upstanding citizen. That looks like a person who has it together. By the way, if you have the time to just willy nilly roll out to DC in the middle of the day and you don't care about your future so much so that you're willing to go up to a cameraman, show your face and admit what you did. These are not people who are smart no, in like, any way, shape, or form. Taking pictures of themselves, like, yeah, we'll be fine. Trump will save us. It's like, yeah. you just invaded the Capitol, brother. Yeah, it's also like, he's talking about, you're like a pawn, by the way. Yeah. Is that like, he did, like, the, it's to me, and no one, no one wants to hear you go, it's sad. They're like, fuck you, they're hateful. Of course, these are like bad people doing this. But to me, it's sad that they're like, they are so dumb. Yeah that they don't see how fucking moronic this behavior is mm-hmm. that they're like, this guy doesn't get, he doesn't care about you. Mm-hmm. It's like when people fucking, it's not at all. This is so dismissive of what happened in the Capitol to go. It's like, if you talk shit about Taylor Swift on Twitter mm-hmm. and people come for you, mm-hmm. like they're like, fuck you, you should die. How dare and it's like, you? Yeah. you know, Taylor Swift like doesn't care yeah. that you're saying that you're like mad. Yeah. All these, all these social media platforms going away. Part, part of the time I start thinking like, yeah, turn them off. Yeah. 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 Gone. 
Bye. We didn't have them you know 10 years ago. the world would be? Oh God. Do you, know, do you know the mental health, the quality of mental health that each person has would go through the roof if we had no social media? Every single psychiatrist and psychologist and mental health worker should be thanking social media companies every single day for their booming business. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's true. They I mean, are single-handedly keeping every shrink in business. I was just like, dude, this is not the first amendment. Twitter can turn you off. You're the president. You could go oh, yeah. on TV. Yeah, like, all yeah, the yeah, yeah. Private company and people like, are like the first amendment's like, why don't you? Yeah. Are you living a, you're fighting by the way for a capitalist system. And yeah. Twitter so exists in that system. But, there so, was a great tweet where a guy said, uh, the, you know, businesses have, have the, have the right to refuse the gay bakery. Yeah. The gay bakery, yeah. the gay yeah. bakery. Like, this is the same thing. The, the people that you defended telling gay people that they're just not going to serve them. Yeah. Twitter is the gay, is the bakery and exactly. Trump is the gay And guy. you are the gay people. Goodbye. <laughs> It's, but see, this is the thing, like the basic tenets of science can't get them across. The basic tenets of the first amendment can't get them across. Like, it's like, how are we going to communicate this? This is why Japan uses cartoons for everything. Like, yeah. I'm a big proponent of like, unfortunately you have to try to meet people where they're at if you actually want change. And yeah. So many people are like, I shouldn't have to explain this and that. And you should know. And it's like, yeah, no, they should. But like somewhere along the, the way, American education, surprise, failed these people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. now they truly believe this. So I, I don't know what other solution besides, I, yeah. I don't know what the solution is, but yeah. like just expecting them to figure it out isn't working. I, I think it's interesting. If you look at a map, if you look at a voting map of the country in any red state, in any county where there is a university, even if it's in the South, that county is always blue. Yep. Yep. Every single university town is blue. There's a reason. The conspiracy. You just proved the conspiracy, that. Nicole. Because the <laughs> smartest people, the biggest minds, the most educated. You mean the lizard would people? Would never. <laughs> Did you say lizard yeah, people? Yeah, you mean the lizard people all center around universities. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, that is, always shocks me that like, it seems like people don't even stop to go, well, if all of these people who went to this accredited university yeah. think this, maybe it's worth not saying that, like, maybe I'm wrong, but going, maybe it's worth exploring yeah. their ideas. Instead, they just go, the education system's a scam. I mean, I don't know what they said, <laughs> yeah. but like, <laughs> I feel like that's pretty that They're not that. even smart enough to go, oh, maybe it's worth looking at this other point of view because maybe I won't fully flip my views, but maybe there's a nugget of understanding. Yeah. We got, it's talking, man. It's as crazy it is. Like we got, there has to be dialogue and conversation and it's just, it's just screaming at each other and ramping it up and, and reality shows and shit. And it's just, ugh, it's disgusting. So this is really nice to laugh with you guys yeah. <laughs> about right. other shit. I, I also think it's really funny when, uh, when people are like, uh, you know, just because there were, there was a guy there wearing a, you know, a, uh, six WME, yeah. uh, six million wasn't enough uh-huh. uh six mwe that's what it was yeah. uh and just because there was a guy that was wearing a t-shirt that said camp auschwitz like if you're marching for a cause and you look to your left and there's a nazi and you look to your right and there's a nazi and at some point in your mind you aren't like hmm. am i on the right side 
I didn't like the. Yeah, you don't even go. Oh, maybe they. Maybe what I'm marching for is not what they think they're marching for, and I should. Yeah, you would hope so. I should like if these people who are absolutely the dregs of society are marching for this guy. Maybe he's not like I. The fact that that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't click. Click to people where they're like, you know, not everybody's like that, and it's like, well, yeah, but some of them (laughs) are still standing on the side with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there was a guy standing there smeared in shit, would you get yourself away and like walk next to him still and be like, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the shit covered guys, you know, he's just a person like you and me. Yeah. yeah it's, just some people have different beliefs. And some like, people think poop goes on swarming. the body. It's like, <laughs> poop's delicious. Holy Isn't it, fuck. So many dummies. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I want to ask uh, a specific question now that I have you, uh, Jessica, Michelle Singleton. Um, I had a talk with Alex Hooper and I got his side and now I want your side of the mariachi heckle. And have you I ever heard? I don't remember it that much. I remember that. Are you serious? Did you ever hear about I this, think I, trauma, I think I trauma uh, buried it because I remember there was a fucking shitty heckler in the audience and he left. Did he leave when Alex was on stage or when I was on stage? He came back with the mariachi band with me on stage. Yeah, yeah. He left when Alex was on stage, I think. Yeah. So Alex basically like shut this man down. He was a fucking annoying ass heckler. Where was this? At um, the, what's that bar? Comedy the Ahoy, bar, Sports The Harvard. show he ran in Marina Del Rey. Sports Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy Ahoy. Yeah. Um, this man leaves like, oh, fuck you, whatever. I'm up after Alex. And the man comes back with a full mariachi band. Like he found a mariachi band. And paid them to come back and just that start is playing a dedication. To my set, which I was like, I'm not even the one who yelled Got at into you. Got into it with you. But I also just gave up. I was like, no, you win. I'm not going to go back and forth with the mariachi band. And I don't know if other comedians would call me a coward. I just was like, touche, sir. Yeah, no. you win. That is no. that is a move. No one saw that coming. It was incredible. Was His set was ripping too. And then. <laughs> It was, I was excited to like follow that energy. And then I was like, all right, I'm fucking. You were about 10 minutes in when it started and they came in that corner door. And instead of processing yeah. around the bar, you're like, well, cause crazy shit would happen there all the time. But they came in and went in front of you and got like almost on stage. And you were like, well, I guess I'm done. And then they literally got on the stage. I just gave up. By yeah. the way, I love that these I am guys. Such a pacifist. These guys are like, well, he paid us. We yeah. need to commit to the bit. Yeah. I mean, how did he pitch it to them? Was he like, listen, I want you making your way to that stage. I want you to push through. How much money know. did like your alcoholics at the Capitol? <laughs> it was. I, I wonder how much he paid them. I, he probably woke I, up and he's like, where did my money go? And he blew it all in a mariachi band. But just to have a mariachi band handy at. I'm There's not like a Mexican restaurant right next door. The They're actually standing building. Casablanca is pretty close. <laughs> Were they like, where did our mariachi band go? <laughs> you guys, there, you is, like, there is a Mexican hey, restaurant pretty close. Like, did you he, do you think break? he left going, I'm going to find a mariachi band? Do you think he left? He's like, fuck them. And then he walked into a Mexican restaurant to drink somewhere else. And he's like, I've got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, he went to drink his sorrows at a Mexican restaurant. He's like, oh, like he got a brilliant- and then the mariachi band comes over and they're like, do you want us to play you a song? And he's like, yeah, yeah just I not here. 
Come on, guys. That man's We're going to have a little change of scenery. I hope he's writing for a television show. Honestly, right truly. He he's raised the bar dead. of heckling beyond, like, <laughs> just shouting out in the, in the crowd, just like, ah, shut up. I'm going to yeah, go like, get a hey, You win. Bad. This is... <laughs> This is the best. Every time I've done that show, it's been fun. Every single time. Oh yeah, me too. That's why I was like bummed because I was like, I'm, I'm not going to get the set I wanted to do. (laughs) Just so you know, I wear my comedy Ahoy t-shirts all the time. All the time. Nice. That is, are they still like soft and good? No, they're great. great. I love those shirts, dude. Got the white one with the octopus on it. And then what's the other one? The black one. Yeah, the white and the black one. The black one I always at first glance think is a comedy store shirt. Yeah. Uh, To the logo. Dead uh, comics tell no jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brian did all those logos. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun show, man. I really miss it. I'm, I miss. Uh, I miss it we miss comedy too. We miss just in general. I miss all of it. I, dude. I. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> I miss being in a room that's you know breaking fire codes. Uh, has <laughs> too many drunk people in it. Uh, yeah, what do you miss? Someone, the most? I want it, I want someone to be an asshole to me. Yeah. I, this first time I get heckled, I'll just blow a load. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, it's happening, comedy's back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are like, you know, for the listeners, comedy store regulars, names on wall comics. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, man, how do you go through this chasm that was there for you every day? Like it's crazy. Literally going from like every day of doing stand up to like nothing. It's such a mind fuck. And yeah. Jess has been Jess has been a working comic for four years now. Yeah, four or five years. Yeah. Full time. I've been a full time working comic for about two years. Yeah. And it I it is fucking me up that I'm like, oh shoot, I've like, you know, I've gone back to, you know doing random jobs here and there. I've gone back to, you know, doing personal organizing. Obviously I can't go back to being a waitress. That's not an option. Yeah. Um, but it's like, that's after doing it for two years, just as like, I, I have been touring and making money yeah. as a comic. And now I have to go back to what? Yeah. Lots of very random, weird copywriting jobs. And being a forest, becoming a forest ranger. Forest ranger. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's I, so crazy. And so I remember like there would be nights where, uh, you know, it'd be like, we both had, both had late night sets at the store and it would, you know, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, come over here before. Cause Jess lived in the Valley. And I was like, come over here before, come over here around 10. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get ready. Pick me up. It was at this 10. whole ruse of wanting to be friends with me. Cause she wanted to ride. Uh-huh, Cause I wanted to ride. Uh-huh. Um, and now I have a car and I want to drive us everywhere. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she, yeah, she would pick me up and then we'd like, you know, fucking hang out here or meander our way to the comedy store. And like, you know, then she'd take me home and it was like, do just do it. You, how many nights a week we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It was like such a big part of our week. Like just so late night nights. at the comedy store. It's just like, so you get your identity so wrapped up in it. You know, you know how it is. Just like, yeah. even if you're not, you don't have to be a paid regular. You no, know, like you're going out every night, you're trying to do shows or like, yeah. And then, yeah, you, I, I don't think you realize, I didn't realize how much I was doing it. I mean, I knew how much I was doing it, but like yeah. what a big part of my identity was until it came to a screeching halt. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do believe you're probably a, a bit away from it, but it'll be one of the first to come back and, and pull it off in, you know, six six months probably, I bet. We're almost 
through it if if the vaccine goes as planned and uh testing would be good at home instant testing would really change the game yeah because testing, then you could like very accurate testing yeah the asymptomatic thing is a problem like even people i think people would err on doing the right thing if you could lick a piece of paper in the morning and like oh fuck i gotta stay home for 10 days or yeah. no i'm good like yeah. you know you walk to a, you walk into the comedy store and you lick a strip and you're like yeah go ahead in like, i was at one point i was getting tested like every other week. Yeah. And I got tested just one of my random tests. Cause I felt like it was the responsible thing to do. And I ended up having COVID and then the next, oh, yeah. the day. So I got it tested on a Saturday, found out on Sunday. It was like this crazy timing. As soon as I found out I had COVID, every symptom hit me like a freight train. Oh, no way. Yeah. How, how, how bad? When how, I went for the test, I had no symptoms. I had maybe like a scratch in my throat. Yeah. But how long were you out? I, I stayed home for, I actually ended up staying home for three weeks. But like, yeah, did you feel shitty for three weeks? She kept testing positive. I kept testing positive, but it wasn't because I wasn't getting the, um, Antibodies. the antibody test. Hmm. I wasn't sure if that was a positive because I still had COVID or it was a false positive because when you have recent antibodies, you get false positive. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it. Uh, you guys know. Oh, and I found out today that the strength the strength of my antibodies is so good that I can donate plasma. Nice, good for you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> donate plasma. That's cool. Hopefully they pay me. No, I'm kidding. I'll do it for free. I'll fucking help people. But I'd love <laughs> can they pay me for your plasma? Mm-hmm. They'll pay her. <laughs> oh my god, that's nuts, man. I I I've been uh, I've been lucky. I haven't gotten it. Um, but it's, it's like circling. It's getting yeah. more and more people. Oh. And it's just like, fuck I, man. I know so many people who have it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody it's really high. bad? Like it's herpes or, or in just, LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LA's LA's rot. What? Like one in five or something. Now? Yeah. I, when I got it, I had to make herpes phone calls. I had to like call people and be like, Hey, <laughs> remember when he ran into to each other at the grocery store, there is a really good chance I uh, gave you herpes, COVID, COVID herpes. <laughs> I called my local coffee shop and I was like, hey, I was there the day before. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I didn't have any symptoms yet. I've just found out I have COVID. If you want to just let the people know, you know, because I knew the guys who worked there. I was yeah. like, so and so and so and so were on shift, you know, working when I was there. Just, you know, if you want to give them a heads up. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it, it's pretty, um, unavoidable, uh, in, yeah. in general. And it's, it's so the asymptomatic thing is so devious. Yeah. Like so devious that, that, uh, yeah, it's gross. Uh, they're saying that like there's genetic markers on, on how it hits you, you know, like long haul versus oh, really? asymptomatic forever, or just a little bit of cough <laughs> people that shake it off in a day or two. Like, it's gene related. So if we could figure out that plus have rapid home testing, like, so what's crazy about that? If you think about genomes, none of them, not, there's not one that's the same. So the disease is different in every single person. It's Um, never going to act the same way twice. Maybe I'm describing it wrong. Maybe there's genetic markers for it that it binds to. Maybe that's the way, the way Uh, it is or something like, I don't know, common genes. I'm not a geneticist. I don't think. Yeah. Weren't you biology? What's your, what were you? Yeah. So 
Hey, I just told him uh, <clears throat> about okay, my... Okay, before you go... Okay, before you let her make you think... Okay, I'm too far away. Before you let her make you think that she's some sort of expert, she loves to say she's pre-med. Her degree's in art history. So it's like you took a couple chemistry classes, decided oh, it wasn't A couple? You. A couple? Yeah, I know the pre-med route. I took a couple chemistry classes. How many chemistry classes did you take? I took three chemistry classes. You took one more than I a took couple. one biology. One biology. I took one, I took two physics. I took two physics labs. I took <laughs> calculus. What other pre-meds did I take? <laughs> the point <laughs> is, she's not a geneticist. <laughs> and I know that they are doing stuff. By the way, you're on 23andMe. You should take some of the surveys. Uh, 23andMe is doing surveys. They are trying to find out if there is a genetic component yeah. to how people react. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, more. I'm gonna, I'll do that test. Yeah, they, they like want people who have tested positive. And then I'm going to give my plasma. Can't wait to plasma. Can you catch place. COVID through plasma? Do they know that for sure? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know what you do with plasma. My antibodies. I don't actually it. know what plasma does. What does plasma do? Plasma is, I think it's the binding substance in your blood. But what does that do? Like, why do they need donations? Because... Um, uh, because they can infuse plasma to other people. But what, that's like what it's like it one for? of the treatments they have. Is it for like if you lose blood? No, it's like one of it's like one of the experimental treatments that they're doing with people in the hospital. They're doing like an IV flush of like my antibodies. It's ba- I'm basically giving someone who has COVID my antibodies in hopes that it'll help them fight COVID. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I mean, you you kind of And I'm positive on that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to are they just doing that with people or is that like you're donating plasma for rich people who want to pay for experiments? No, it's like, I'm, I'm going to end up um, signing up at Cedar sinai and I don't, I don't know how they're administering it at Cedar sinai but I heard Cedar sinai is a shit show right now. Cedar sinai sent me an email asking for money. Just like not, I didn't owe them. They were just like, do you want to give us money? And I was like, why don't you ask Ruth Goldberg who donated a whole wing? Yeah. Where's Ruth Goldberg's money? <laughs> I just was like, I mean, I guess they're technically a nonprofit hospital, but I was like, you don't get enough money for me every time I visit your office and you're like, nothing's wrong. We need $125. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go anywhere near a, a hospital in the city right now. If you can avoid oh. it, dude, okay. I, I walk around like I'm afraid to get injured. Like, Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, Cause you don't want to have to go to the hospital. You, yeah. you will not get seen. That's what's crazy. They're, they're turning people away. Like yeah. ambulances are pulling up and they're like, sorry, go find another hospital. Like seven- ambulances are private. It's a fucking bullshit scam. There's no reason there should be private ambulances. There's no reason when you call 911, they should dispatch a private company. So funny. That's a whole different podcast. I was in, fucking, I'm so mad. I was in Vegas. Long story short, I had to go to the emergency room took an ambulance to the emergency room because I called 911. Um, I choked on a, a vitamin. Um, it was a vitamin. It wasn't drugs. They kept being like, what kind of vitamins? I'm like, they were fucking vitamins. I didn't take a drug. So uh, I maintain you would have been fine. Anyways, they were like, they no, were like, like, absolutely not. They were like, you can come to the hospital or we can leave you here in pain and it's going to subside eventually. And they're like, but when it does subside, we can't promise that the pill is going to end up going down the wrong, going down the right hole. Right. So they're like, and I was like, what would you do? And they're like, we cannot advise you. I'm like, but if I was your child and they're like, you're not our child, just, 
You're not a child at all. You're a grown woman, ma'am. Go home. And I was like, let me call my friends. And they're like, just so you know, you, we have, we've had this situation a million times and not one friend has said, don't go to the hospital. No one wants your death on their hands. And I was like, that's a really good point. Um, so then I went to the hospital when it came time for insurance, settling up everything, the claim for the ambulance got there before the hospital did. And they wouldn't cover the ambulance because they didn't know where it was going. Huh. And what? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what would I take an ambulance for? What are you using it as like a taxi? <laughs> you can just call ambulances and be like, hey, I need a lift. Probably. I'm like, they're like, well, we Can don't have any billing. Town? We don't have any billing of an emergency room visit. I'm like, well, then maybe it hasn't gotten there yet. I don't know what to tell you, but I promise you, I didn't just go for a joyride in an ambulance in Vegas. In retrospect, do you feel like you made the right choice going to the hospital? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Absolutely. What did they do at the hospital? They put me on a painkiller and a muscle relaxer for my throat, which I didn't have. So it was trapped somewhere? It was stuck in my esophagus. And what happened? here's what happens when you choke. You're, all of the muscles in your throat go into a spasm and won't unlock. But you were able to communicate? I mean, barely. You were able to be like, what do you think I should I do? Could I'm going to call five other people. I could still talk. Oh, no, they were in the hotel room. I called 911 and they came to my hotel room. I could still talk. The amount of pain, the pill was lodged like Sideways? this in my esophagus. Oh. Oh. And they were like, there's a chance if you lay down and the pill pops out and you're whatever you're doing, there is no guarantee that it will go down where it's supposed to go. And that's when I was like, okay, well, I don't want to fucking actually choke to death on this pill Okay. once it unlodges itself. Right. So did they have to go in and get it? Yeah. Well, no, they, uh, it was, it was too far. They would, they would have needed to. Yeah, have so a, if they muscle relaxed you, then they must've known that it wouldn't go into the wrong tube. Cause it would have just plopped. Well, they were, they lungs. were there to watch from the outside. Well, were they inside you? They, they would, was there a computer? I, there- I don't know. I was, I was on so many drugs at that point alone in the Vegas emergency room in the bad. Did you ever stop Vegas. to think they gave you drugs? Cause like, she's fine. Let's just give her some drugs. <laughs> Listen, I don't. And it turns know. out there was no all I know is I survived it, and she, then I got home at four a.m. How, how, how the fuck do you guys not have a show? You're literally living together in a quarantine. Yeah, we have a show. It's we have, well, two, filthy we have two filthy nerds. It's kind of like this, where we just fight each other and then talk about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. We're we're uh, we're we're doing fine. I guess you do have a show. That's I'm, true. But like all day, like a reality show, just following you around constantly. We, I mean, I just follow her around constantly. Yeah, it's hell. We were on a walk one day and Jess is like, what did you say? I'm going to. You asked me if I wanted to do something. I'm like, no, you know, I'm just trying to work on doing things on my own and being a little more independent. And she went, why? (laughs) Dead serious. Like I was like, I just want some alone time. And she just like couldn't wrap her mind around not wanting to be around her or anyone or anyone <laughs> just a person this is the person that i am i went to blick art store today to buy art supplies because while i was stuck at home for painting. three weeks almost four weeks uh with covid i discovered my love of painting so today uh me and my antibodies went to blick art store 
What a lot. I, I left there friends with every single person who works at the Blick store in West nice. Hollywood. So nice. that's who I them. am. And it's need them. pretty insufferable. Yeah. For a lot of people. <laughs> Nicole thinks that everyone she talks to is her friend, mm-hmm. her best friend. Mm-hmm. And you should hear her talk about the men she meets on dating apps. Mm-hmm. That some of them, I'm sure some of them are great guys. But mm-hmm. she goes, no, you don't understand. We have really great conversation. And it's like, Nicole, you you talking at someone <laughs> and them not leaving doesn't necessarily mean it's a good conversation. Like she says it's a good conversation with any everyone. And I'm like, what what did they say in the conversation? Well, they let me talk. <laughs> it's not all me talking. We're having a conversation. But she thinks every conversation is a good conversation is the point. Yeah. Of course it's a good conversation. I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting. (laughs) I've had all good conversations with you in in my experience. Yeah, she's a good conversationalist. And that's why you can't measure whether a guy is good to date on your conversation. Is is it because she was pre-med? If that's the glue. I think the moral of the story is that I'm a delight. I I think so too. Agreed. Totally. (laughs) I was listening. (laughs) Did I see today something about you doing a bit or did somebody just say that you look like Rachel Maddow? Yeah, I've been hearing this for fucking years. Were um, you doing an impression of her? No, uh, <laughs> I just look like her. I just saw someone post. Josh Adam Myers, uh, he and I are in a, a Zoom acting class together. And uh, Josh was, you know. Lots of thoughts on that. Heckling me. Um, okay. <laughs> said that, I, what's going on? Who's, what's going on with the animals? Crying. Josh. Um, oh, this is, it is just a, it's pure chaos here all the time. A uh, one thing that happened from COVID, I have like COVID brain. It makes your yeah. brain foggy. Yeah. I'm not the person who goes into the kitchen and like leaves things open or leave things out. And the other day, Jess goes in the kitchen. <laughs> there was like a door open to one of the cabinets. She's like, Nicole, what do you mean? I am not kidding you. This morning she walked into the kitchen. We have these little containers for our dog food that are out on the counter that she just refilled two days ago. She just put all of her dog food in this container. This morning she walks into the kitchen, walks under the sink where we have, where we keep the extra dog food, takes out the giant bag of dog food, starts to like open it up to get dog food out of it. And she's like, what am I doing? I'm like, I don't know, but it's like that all the time. She'll leave things out. I'll just follow her around putting them away. It's a, it's a nightmare for both of us. Listen, here's the thing. I do not care. Genuinely, hand to God, doesn't bother me. I realize that my OCD is... It is at a level that is not normal for people. And I would never impose my craziness on someone else. Do you feel pressure that like, do you feel like I am actually putting pressure on you to do things? I cannot answer that question adequately because (laughs) my trauma brain makes me think there's always pressure when there's usually none. Okay. So So the pressure I apply is probably all internal of me thinking that it will bother you. Truly, truly, truly. I does it does not bother me. I have no problem. I have no problem. Am I am I recognizing that she didn't do? And I'm like, oh, I need to do it. I do, if I had to live with her for years, maybe that would be the case. I would bother See, me. really worried because the plan was six months, and now I'm still here because fucking COVID is different, and I am not moving yet. 
She'll and move I'm afraid eventually. you're going to kill me. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> it's a I'm just going to keep following you around and doing things. It's fine. I truly do not mind. It's a slippery slope. Now you have COVID brain. How long till you're like, oh, she left the cabinet open again. You start getting angry about things that you actually did, but you think I did them. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> just keep shit. painting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so into painting. It's, yeah. You're good too. I saw a couple of things you did. I just spent $220. That's with the sale. <laughs> I just overdrafted a $5 and, therapist fee. Oh my God. That's my painting. The woman goes, the woman goes, she goes, are you a teacher or a student? And I go, I teach stand-up comedy. And she goes, you do. And you just, no, I just like, said that the woman looks at one of the other salespeople and they're like, just give it to her. And she's like, okay. Oh, for a discount. So I get a teacher's discount. At All you have to do is say you're a teacher. If they hey. go, where do you have ID? You just go, no. I'm I, go, I go, I go, I'm like, I, they're like, are you a teacher? I'm like, I teach stand-up comedy. I mean, somebody who reads my jokes, you're welcome. Learn. Yeah. It's a good structure <laughs> I got there. A good misdirect. You got a discount? Yeah. Oh, and they had a major sale. I've bought so much art, so many art supplies. Every time a tour ends, it's like some sort of weird manic avoidance of the depression that hits after a long tour is like, I'll start painting. I don't ever start painting. I buy the supplies, maybe paint one canvas black. And then I'm like, I feel better. There's something wrong with me. That I, I know she does that. I know she has an insane amount of art supplies for someone who has painted four times. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And I'm taking advantage of them. But today I went and got a lot of my own shit. And I <laughs> if you weren't taking advantage of them, you should have been. What a I have Since I have painted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ele- ten, ten, eleven, ten or eleven. Nice. Pieces. Nice. Are these, Can't are these, stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Are these for sale? Are you, um, gallery, are you gallerying this shit? No, not for sale. They're not, not for sale, but. And if she's not going to sell them, I will. Because yeah, this girl saying. needs money. <laughs> Just start selling your paintings. Yeah. You're like, I did <laughs> Where are my paintings? I, I put them away in a, the closet. <laughs> but um, I'm like, I'm developing a technique. I've like, I've really like come into my own. Well, wow, you're already as a, a pretentious as every artist. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I was pre-med too. Yeah. You have her on again. She'll be wearing a beret and like smoking along. Yeah. She'll be like, well, I'll have a pipette. <laughs> uh, and a French accent. And I'll just like only speak in broken French. As if she's in the, I don't know anything about paint. Artista. Yeah, she's an sort of artiste. The uh, acrylic. <laughs> Gesso. Gesso, yeah. Gesso. That's a term I wish I didn't know. A gesso. It's a it's a jizz, but it's gesso. It's a jizz. Isn't it just paint that you put on the canvas before the paint? It's a primer, yeah. But it's, all these, all of them are gessoed. They're pre gessoed. I, I, I brought, I bought primed canvases. So you don't buy gesso. I didn't. This buy is gesso. real inside paint. What is that? I've mean? got black gesso and white gesso, and I'm gonna black gesso one of these. You gotta be turn ge- it gesso into- kidding me. You gesso nice. Did you ever you see like? Uh, <laughs> I got a discount. I'm Jewish. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're about to I blow through two liters of diet coke in one night. <laughs> yeah, we're wild animals over here. Wild. That's our. Uh, and as soon as we're done with this, you want to know what we're doing? What? Watching The Bachelor. 
Oh, nice. Yep. Crazy town over here in East Hollywood. (laughs) Oh, shit. I forget what I was going to say now. Um, Damn. It wasn't good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Damn. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. So what what do we do next? Like, do you think that that L.A. is going to... I want to know. I mean, I feel like Jess would want to know just because I... Don't There's rope a, me in. Shut up. I don't know what she's about. Do to you say. load your follow Friday into Hootsuite? <laughs> I don't even know or what that is. Do you do it the same every single week? Is it always the same? Neither. I think maybe there's a no. couple people mixed up in different follow Fridays. It's I have nothing to do with this question. It's never the same. But it is a good question. The first, the first one is is generally the same. I would say the first, the first three comics and the last comics have been the same for a long time, which is okay. Jen Murphy, Blake Wexler. Uh, Lauren O'Brien and Adam Cousins is always last because he bitched about the order like two years ago. He's like, why the fuck am I like 10th on the list? He's the one always making jokes about you still doing it. And one day you're going to leave him out and he's going to know. He's going to lose his shit. He won't even know it's Friday. I love that the running joke is no one knows what day of the week it is and you're the saving grace of quarantine because <laughs> otherwise no one would have any idea when Friday I is. love that you're so organized that you think that's a joke. <laughs> I go, every time someone goes, oh, it's Friday, and then I see the Friday, oh, follow Friday, and I see the tweet, and I'm like, you know, I really didn't, did, yeah. I really didn't know. It goes you're, God. you're the Thank only God. thing keeping me afloat. Mm-hmm. My birth control and you. Otherwise, I would have no idea what day I'm not on birth control. I'm really holding on by a thread over here. <laughs> She's barren, too. Yeah, it's very sad. All, all, all the amount of men have been killed. Are you trying to? Are, don't I'm you ruin bit. my bit? Don't do my bit on a podcast and butcher it. What are you, Amy Schumer? Just do your bit. Just do your bit. No, it's the, it's. I'm not going to do my. The best. amount of men who've carelessly blown loads into her, never a pregnancy never a pregnancy scare. scare. It's just I. That's the bit is that I'm probably infertile. <laughs> Thank God, people are still. This is this. this is how long I've known Jess that I know I know her bits. She does all of her bits, and she's I, more comfortable doing my bits than I am at this point. I love I love her bits. Yeah, she's good. I love her bits. There is something I deeply miss about watching Jessica Michelle lose her mind at 1 a.m. on the Comedy Store (laughs) original stage, just screaming into the microphone in front of just a room full of drunk Australians. Were you ever there (laughs) the night that this was one night where Holtzman was in the main room? And we could hear Holtzman yelling. And I was in the OR and I was on stage and I started yelling at him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He couldn't hear me. He was like, I don't know if you've ever seen Brian Holtzman, but he fucking yells and goes nuts. Screams the whole time. And you would hear him through the wall because it was just like a small crowd because it's late at night. And I just stopped my set and started screaming at him. I was like, God damn it, Holtzman! (laughs) I miss that club so much. What do you think it's going to be like now? Because there's a significant uh, exit to Texas. I yeah. actually can't even talk about this. It makes me so it's sad. So sad. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Rogan went to Texas. Hinchcliffe, I think, would come back immediately if the club opened. Like he would be on a flight the day it was reopening. But like Theo's in Nashville. I heard Tom Segura is going somewhere. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Um, Crystalia is canceled. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I saw that he's scheduled a date in April. You did? Mm-hmm. Where? 
I don't know. I can't remember. Go get him. Somewhere, Internet. Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere around LA. Get him. Outside of LA, but close. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I feel like it's going to come back. It will bounce hard. back. I think it's going to come back hard, but different, because I think yeah. people are going to be so hungry for yeah, hungry live for entertainment it. that it's still. I think it'll be okay to not have it all the big names. It just makes room for other big, you know, makes room for other. Yeah. It's still going to be slayers. I mean, every night, sure. every lineup. Was- that's what I love about the store is like, you can go in and like on any given night. Yeah. You are going to see people that like objectively are stars, but like, if you hang around, you'll see people that you've never heard of who crush. Yeah. And yeah. like, in my opinion, as someone, you know, I spent years just going there and in the back of the room before yeah. I was yeah. one of the comedians on stage. It's, it's that idea of like, why, why don't I know that person? Like, why right. doesn't yeah. everyone in the whole world know who Jamar neighbors is? It shocks yeah. me. Yeah. 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 yeah it's interesting. I, I, um, I, I don't know. Like I, I think about it all the time. Like, you know, I have other, other things here and family here and I can't move. I, you know, my daughter's going to high school, all that kind of stuff. Like, um, we get it. You're happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get it. You have a Tesla. Go on. It's like, it's like, I like it here. I want to stay here, but it's stupid to stay here from yeah, a financial California perspective. Is a, a shit fire right now. I mean, it's, it's so. really stupid financially to stay here. Like, I think, do you guys know Bronson Jones? He posted a, a, a thing today about this woman who moved to uh, Mexico and it's like $1,000 a month. You can live completely. Live like like a freaking king. A king. You know? Yeah, that's the thing is like we're paying, uh, you know, we're. It's not like the middle of Mexico or anything. It's like beachfront, like beach, Mexico, like. Like the gritty part that you visit of Mexico. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, for sure, if it wasn't for, uh, I think at this point, if it wasn't for my boyfriend, uh, because like in June, yeah, my roommate left. And like, if I had been single, for sure, I have no idea where I would have gone, but I would have gone off that handle and been like, I'm moving to an island. Like I would have been like, there's no commitment. There's nothing for me to be committed to here. And but like, you have Moki. You couldn't have gone to an island. Fuck you. I would sneak her into the island. Um, but I like dogs the idea. are allowed on islands. No, they're not. Yes, they are. You have to you have to quarantine them quarantine. for an extended period of time. Yeah, so I would be doing this on an island. You don't quarantine with, with your animal. They no, quarantine the separate stays. from you. Yeah. That's not true. That is true. I think Prove it's it. true. Hawaii even. Too. Okay. In what are you a doctor of no travel? I was pre-med. <laughs> They, they won't like, they don't let you quarantine with your animals. animals. No. They no. Quarant- if you take your dog, like dog. my cousins took their dog to Hawaii, the dog had to quarantine for like two months without them. Two months? Yes. No, Something- your cousins abandoned their dog in Hawaii. Well, they eventually got their dog. Two their months? Dog without them for a while. It two was weeks crazy. max. No, it was more than two weeks. Why would it be more than two weeks? I don't, listen, I don't make the fucking rules. I just quote them. Yeah, well, this dog helps, is a seizure dog. So mm-hmm. I need it. If anyone's listening, government. Some airline just banned emotional support dogs. I just All of them did. Motherfuckers. Oh, did they? All of them? Yeah, I think Delta, Delta and American. I, I don't Delta know. I sure. probably wouldn't have gone to an island, but I would have gone somewhere weird, you know, like somewhere that un- under no other circumstances would it make sense for me to live there. But like in California, I mean, I understand people with families. I understand like I'm staying because I have a boyfriend who I love who doesn't want to go anywhere else and has, yeah. you know, a few things 
moving here, I guess. Like, but like, it's one thing to be struggling and get to do the thing that brings you joy every night. Yeah. yeah. To be struggling with no end in sight for nothing. Like, what are we like? We're idiots. What are we doing here? Why are any of us still here? You're 15 or 20 minutes, give or take, from the beach, no matter where you are, kind of. That's we why never I never go to the beach. No. that's. I my... go to the beach. I, I've gone to the beach more this year, which twice. I went twice. Yeah. And then you, the whole time I'm like, am I supposed to be here? Am I going to get in trouble for being at the beach? I think it's good for your brain. Yeah. I like the like, smell of the ocean. I also, man, there was one, I mean, snatched. on. I look at Zillow like like my boyfriend looks at sports stats or like she really does I never every understood. single fucking day. Like I never understood compulsive oh, like chain Zillow. smoking until I started using Zillow and I just look at it. There was one day where there was a one bedroom, one bath apartment with parking, laundry, fucking central AC right across the beach in the Palisades for like 1200. And I was like, man, Maybe yeah. fourteen hundred. It was fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I had hope for one moment that real estate would change, and that was just a weird fluke of an apartment. Probably a scam. They probably ended up getting taken <laughs> down because people are like, "This doesn't exist." Now that I am saying this out loud. Yeah. But I don't remember the point to that. We're, what are we doing? It's, fucking it's crazy staying here, but paying but, rent. But I think that I think that you know it will come back. It'll come back different. And if people have a place to work, uh, work out, it'll be fine, but yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be different for sure. And and I just, the thing about moving somewhere is like, then you're stuck with that new place, which a new place, which you're inevitably going to hate because you're not happy inside and you're just a miserable cunt. Well, it's like, the thing is in theory, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to be doing this somewhere where I don't have friends but it's like, yeah, well, I don't see my friends here. And I mean, if you want to be like uh, kind of a piece of shit, like other places aren't locked down this much. Should they be? Absolutely. Probably. But like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, nowhere is fucking gonna do a good job with like unemployment versus reopening shit. I feel like that's just a lost cause. But yeah. yeah. It's know. nuts, man. I miss comedy though a lot. And, I know. Uh, I miss it. I have literally no identity without it. And the online stuff like doesn't suffice. It doesn't Zoom shows and stuff. Really. Yeah. Have you d- been doing those? You're doing Zoom shows at all? Um, I went from doing them to doing none of them to now I'm like, I will do one if there's if it's paid. And yeah. usually I am not someone who is like like if it was regular stage time, I would absolutely like not. I'm sure I would do tons of free stuff, but I realized most of the time, not even most of the time, even when I have good zoom sets, I hate it. Like whatever I get out of doing live stand-up comedy, I don't get from a zoom set. So like, even when it goes well and it's the ones where like they have a couple of people with their, you know, mics on, you know, open, I feel worse than not doing it. Yeah. Part of it's the delay too. I mean, even, even podcasts are hard because you're not, Zoom won't let two audios occur at the same time. So yeah. Yeah. So there's weird just lags and fucking words missing and yeah. Yeah. But you know, I I've found this to be better than nothing. 
Yeah, um, for sure. Because and and the reason it's it's usually like late is I was trying to recreate an after show tired brain, which oh, I like that is kind of the idea is like, yeah, I know you're going to be tired. You're going to be like a little out of it. The, the issue is that we've been we're not doing that anymore. So we're not used to staying up late. So it's like, I'm not going to fucking stay yeah, up late. And be the hardest when you part said going back to like late night sets. Oh, forgot it. Terrible. And you I get didn't in like bed late at like nights 9.30. Anyway. I'm like, night, night. Right. You didn't like late nights anyway, even when, when it, that was the norm. And plus yeah. you don't have the adrenaline of just doing the show and that like yappy, like blathering. Well, maybe yeah. you, that like constant, like, I don't know, the adrenaline of talking after a show, there's nothing like it with other comics and just shooting yeah. the shit. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I didn't factor in like, well, yeah, we're not going to have the, the rush of the show and people have been going to bed at seven o'clock. I know. When yeah. When you said you wanted to yeah, do this at 10 o'clock, you're like, like <laughs> I'm tired all day now. From do- it's exhausting doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. And especially having COVID, you're exhausted from doing nothing and then COVID exhaustion on top of it. Oh, I don't have that excuse. I'm just, you've always slob. had COVID. Yeah. I've chronic <laughs> COVID. It's called depression. Yeah. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys feel good? Yeah. I hope this was fun. I had a blast. Yeah. It was good chatting it was, with you all. It was fun. Thanks for having Thanks for um, letting me pop in. Oh, it's an honor. It's I'm telling awesome. you, I would have dragged your ass into here. What? Yeah, I know. That's why when you asked me, I just said, fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll do more. I was going to get hassled uh, into it anyway. I, uh, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I think, you know, as a, it's interesting starting this during the pandemic, um, every show talks about the pandemic. That's just, I mean, but it's, to me, it's like time capsuling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to look back on this period and go, remember when we had a pandemic instead of like, we're still in it. Somebody said they saw a meme that was like horrified. That was like, they're like 10 years from now, you'll reach into the pocket of an old jacket and uh, you'll, You'll we'll find a mask. Find a mask. You go, man, that was such a weird year. Right before you grab your gun and leave your house to shoot out all the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Great tweet. It's all down so true. Day. Oh, I did want to, I forgot to tell you. Uh, yeah, I don't preload the follow Fridays. They are oh, just on the just fly. Just all Some, fucking off the muscle memory at this point. I'm just typing them in and I forget sometimes people, but I use like alphabet or like little tricks or like all the Dude, Daves. You've all the- never forgotten me and I love you. Yeah, I'm honored that I'm always included. Every oh, time. So, so sweet. Yeah, I mean, I you guys are awesome. I, I it's, it's so funny because it doesn't, at this point, I don't think any of the things that Follow Fridays used to do, I don't think it does any of those things, which was like, oh, I, I'll, I'll follow more people. Like, I don't think anything's happening <laughs> from a volume standpoint. It's just like once in a while, actually, that's not true. Once in a while, somebody retweets oh. it. If they, re- if they do the, the action, like, Oh, I never heard of this person or that person. So I'll get like one of those a month where people are like, Oh, I never heard of that person. I'm like, okay, I'll just keep doing yeah. it. Now it's just sort of like, feels like the main benefit is like, Oh, Hey guys. Like, it's like, yeah, there's a group of comedians I like. What's up? Yeah, it's all I, love that. I feel like the replies are getting longer and longer from all yeah, the comics. Yeah. People, it's fun to. I, <laughs> I love, love how it the the, the discussion of it 
is is part of the exciting part about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm having <laughs> like so it was much just Follow Friday before, but now it's just like every comic chiming in with <laughs> something, and it's just like I'm so excited to hear from anyone that I'm like, well, that's a sense of community, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're gonna have amazing shows when it's safe to do so. Um, for sure. Oh I mean, my God. I'm just, I'm going to just come all over everyone. I can't wait. <laughs> and you're going to have your new ass all, all ready to go. Uh, yeah. my new ass Shout and my, and just Shout. coming everywhere. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Every hug, every hug, I'm going to blow a new load. I'll be there with the same <laughs> flat ass I've always had. Her flat ass blowing loads too. Her and I just so <laughs> excited. Diarrhea. Hugs. Um, I, I'm gonna have diarrhea and blow loads. I'm blowing all kinds of loads. All holes. Systems go. Vomiting too. I'm gonna vomit on people. Come on people. Pee on people. Shit on people. I don't have my fucking this. period. It's just gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> Literally, you're gonna be bathing in my fucking period blood. And I'll also probably be there. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is a good way to end. I think it's the perfect way to end. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye forever. If Jess and I don't die in a murder-suicide situation. (laughs) So it does bother you that I leave the cups out. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks Thanks for for having us. (laughs) Jinx, buy each other a Diet Coke, two liter. Oh, look, I am. Under my skin. Never made a fool.